I'm Lucian Firth and I'm a partner in the Simmons & Simmons Financial Services team. I'm joined by fellow partner Nick Colston and we are two of a large group of Simmons & Simmons lawyers leading the SFDR implementation projects for asset managers and fund managers. We're now at the beginning of February 2021 and the EU Sustainable Finance Disclosures Regulation, the SFDR, is coming into effect in just a few weeks from now on the 10th of March. This podcast is a quick news update on some of the key questions that we're advising clients on as we prepare for the 10th of March. In particular, Nick and I are going to talk about the European Supervisory Authority's letter to the European Commission that was published on the 14th of January and which raised a number of areas of ambiguity under the SFDR and we'll give our views on those questions. And we'll also talk about the timing of the publication of the next draft of the RTS. So kicking off, um, with a question to you, please, Nick. Uh, one of the points which was raised in the European Supervisory Authority's letter was about the application of SFDR to non-EUA firms. So what do we need to know there, Nick? Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Lucien, and thanks everybody for joining. So yes, one of the key questions raised by the European authorities was whether non-EU firms are caught by the disclosure obligations within SFDR. It's not expressly specified in SFDR whether they are or not. Um, the Simmons and Simmons view on this has consistently been that non-EU firms are caught by SFDR to the extent that they are actively marketing funds under their management into Europe under the AIFMD national private placement regimes. So that is our view and that is also shared by many market participants and many trade associations. Um, one important point to highlight there, of course, following the end of the Brexit transitional period is that the UK is now non-EU for these purposes as well. So a non-EU, I'm sorry, so a UK AFM marketing into the EU 27 would also be caught by this requirement. And in our view, this is a product level disclosure only. By that, we mean that the disclosures apply in respect of the particular fund that you are marketing, but it doesn't bring the manager as an entity within scope. Now, Lucien, I think the, the other very important question raised by the European Supervisory Authorities was the, the boundary between um, what is an Article 8 fund, one that's promoting sustainability characteristics, and other funds, so funds not caught by the, the Article 8 and 9 regime. Um, can you share some of the, the Simmons thoughts on what sort of products are, are not caught by the Article 8 regime? Sure. Thank you, Nick. So, one of the key one of the key elements which does not make a fund article 8 in itself is thinking about esg risk integration so lots of funds out there integrate esg risk into their investment decisions and our view has consistently been that that in itself does not get you into article 8. Uh, another example of something which in itself doesn't get you into article 8 is complying with the principal adverse impact regime under sfdr and we see this as being a distinct and, and separate set of obligations. Also thinking about a, an investment manager's firm-wide policy and taking that into account, that doesn't then make a specific product articulate under SFDR. So those are some examples of things that don't necessarily get you into SFDR by themselves. Nick, would you like to summarise what our view of what an Article 8 product is, please? Yeah, I think that's a very good question. And, and hopefully uh, the European Commission will agree with this uh, when they publish their, their views on this. So we think there's two elements to it. First of all, the fund needs to be expressly promoting environmental or social characteristics. 
And there's a lot of debate going on. And part of what, what has been asked for is clarification on what promotion means. But in our view, it involves looking at, is there a published ambition to affect certain um, environmental or social sustainability goals? And the second part, in our view, is that, that those environmental or social goals, those ambitions are given effect through binding investment requirements at the level of the investment approach, the investment strategy for the particular product. So it's those two elements that we see as being really critical. Um, so you see, that was the first news item we wanted to cover, the, the letter to the Commission, and we'll, we'll wait with, with bated breath to see what the Commission publishes on that. Um, the second question that um, our clients have been very interested in um, over the last few weeks and months has been the timing of the publication of the, the regulatory technical standards. Um, they were, of course, originally supposed to come into effect on the, the 10th of March, along with SFDR itself. Um, but late last year, it was confirmed that they would be deferred to an unknown date. But Lucien, do we have any further intelligence on when the RTS is going to be published? Thanks, Nick. So we, we initially heard that earlier this year, it was generally expected that the RTS would be published as a new draft uh, late in January 2021. And clearly we are now in February and that hasn't happened. But the, the latest information from our sources in Brussels is that we should probably expect something late in March or early April this year. And so a little bit after um, after the 10th of March implementation date. Now, Nick, let's 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 maybe think about what does this mean for um, principles based compliance with the SFDR? How, how should clients deal with this? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. So principles-based compliance is the idea that you look just at the text of the level one regulation and formulate your own um, judgment as to what compliance with the high-level policy requirements of the of the level one regulation entails. And in particular, um, we've always been very consistent in our view that there is no requirement to look at the draft RTS, the, the first draft of the RTS that was published last summer. And actually, we Simmons think it's helpful now if the next draft of the RTS isn't published until after the 10th of March, that takes away some ambiguity. It, I think there was a risk that if the if the RTS is published before the 10th of March, it might raise a question for firms, should we be looking at the RTS in formulating principles-based compliance? And our view to that is, is no, even if it ends up being published before the 10th of March, um, you shouldn't necessarily look at it. And now that it's likely to be published after 10th of March, that remo removes that ambiguity from that question. And certainly, Lucy, if I think about the, the Simmons and Simmons templates that we have prepared and a number of our clients are using, those templates are premised on the basis, drafted on the basis of principles-based compliance. So looking at the high-level requirements of the, the draft uh, of the level one regulation, um, not taking into account um, the draft RTS that was published last summer. Um, so we would just like to mention that there is a, an extensive range of, of Simmons and Simmons templates available, as I just said, to assist firms with complying with SFDR. There are a number of um, manager level policies, risk policies, PAI policies, remuneration policies, and a number of product level disclosures, the various um, disclosures that have to be put into product documentation under SFDR with lots of alternative versions of those available. Please do let Lucien and me know um, if you would like to see those. We've also got extensive information on the ESG microsite um, section of the Simmons & Simmons website. Lots more information there on SFDR. Or, of course, if you would like bespoke advice on any of these topics, um, please do let me, Lucien, or your regular Simmons & Simmons contact know and we're very pleased to help. Um, so that's thank you from me. And Lucien, thank you very much for your time as well. And we'll look forward to speaking to you all soon.